Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. So I'll admit, I noticed a lot of things during the intro as it was playing. One of them being that I remember telling myself that I was going to work on a new kind of intro screen for uh, the podcast as it plays on YouTube, like one with more motion and some video and some fun stuff. And I never did that. Um, I also realized, of course, that it's been a over a month since we did a podcast um, and there was something else that was in my brain, but obviously not that important. Uh, So welcome everyone to the Tuesday edition of Markets and Mortgages. It has been a while, as I mentioned, uh, over a month. And uh, no, nothing bad happened. I was just, I, I just, I was busy. And uh, I did redo the website, as you can clearly see in the background um, here on the podcast. I went back to the original design. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I did this when I was on the radio. I was on the radio for 10 years, and I probably redesigned my radio show website. I was on the radio for 10 years, uh, 50 times, maybe 60. <laughs> I'd go to one, then I'd go back. Then I'd be like, I want to try something new. And I think the markets and mortgages, I want to say that I've probably redone this website maybe four times, which a little less. I've been doing this now. This is the th- I'm starting, this is the third year. So it started 21, 22, and now we are starting year three. Wow. A lot of, this is the 250th episode the 250th podcast and uh, hopefully we're going to double that number this year. (laughs) That's that is what I am shooting for. Not missing days, staying on track. That is the goal, but that's been the goal before. So we will see what happens. So hope you guys had, I want to say a great new year, but it's like, it is way too, way too far into the new year to be saying, man, I hope you had a good uh, Christmas. And New Year's, if Larry David was listening to this podcast, he would not be happy. Yeah, you know, there's a great scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm where he's like, yeah, three days, <laughs> three days into the new year. No longer can you say um, happy new year. Um, all right. We got a lot to get to, uh, which is interesting for a Tuesday show. A lot of times Monday is kind of boring. Uh, we're going to talk about a new piece from or some new data from Redfin looking at where people are moving and where they are moving from, or at least in the fourth quarter of 2022, because it was Monday. We got the uh, inventory data from Altos, and we'll talk about some interesting stories that you can read more about in the companion newsletter, which actually was back yesterday. So the podcast, it's back here on Tuesday morning. The newsletter was back on Monday, so... You got a little jump start if you subscribe to the newsletter. Of course, you can do that at marketsandmortgages.com. So let's start with the fourth quarter of 2022, where people were moving from and where they were moving to. So the first top line number, getting a lot of attention, a record one quarter, almost 25%, 24.6%. We can round up 
25% of Redfin.com users looked to move to a different metro area in the fourth quarter of 2022. That is up from 22.1% a year earlier and significantly up from pre-pandemic when it's around 18%. So not exactly 50%, but a big jump nonetheless, which shows you that high prices, especially in some of these metrics that we're going to be talking about, are having a big impact. Um, that's obviously always going to make sense. But then when you have what's happened with mortgage rates, it's definitely having an impact. So where are people moving? Where is everyone, or at least where are some of the most popular areas that people are moving? Well, Sacramento took the top spot with 5,700 net inflows, basically meaning 5,700 more people moved into Sacramento than moved out. You're always going to have people moving in and out of places, but they're going to judge this by how many more people are moving in somewhere versus are moving out. So Sacramento, California took the top spot. Las Vegas, number two. I'm always surprised like because I've only been to Vegas once and it was fun. I, I had a blast, but it, you know, when you think about Las Vegas, you think like casinos and you think about the gambling and there's so many people who live in Las Vegas who are, you know, detached from that aspect of Vegas. But it's just, it's funny that you would think so many people want to live in that part of the country. And they were a big boomtown during the 2008 boom. And of course they saw a big, big, um, retreat, really bad reaction. Of course, the housing market just plummeted there, but they've come back and clearly came back strong and are holding strong even in the fourth quarter of 2022 with 5,400 net inflows. Uh, Miami was close behind with 5,300 net inflows, followed by Tampa and Phoenix, both up 4,000. Now, what's interesting all regions, so every single metro area was down compared to their 2021 levels, and taking the top spot on that was Miami. <laughs> so Miami, sure, they did great. They were up 5,300 in 2022. That was down significantly from the 9,500 that was reported in the fourth quarter of 21. So even though Miami's seeing a lot of net inflows, almost down by half from where they were in 2021. So we know where people are moving. They are moving to sun and fun is basically how I describe it here in or on the website and in the newsletter. I mean, th think about it. Sacramento, California, Miami, Las Vegas, Tampa, Phoenix. I mean, that's people are moving to warm, sunny places. So where are they moving from? Well, it makes sense that they'd be moving from sunny and warm places. <laughs> I'm not making that up. San Francisco took the top spot when it came to net outflows. Now, we all know that's because of how expensive it is to live in San Francisco. That's why the San Francisco housing market, you know, we're going to find out this month, a little later, um, I guess this week. Yeah, we'll be getting Kay Schiller. No, I'm sorry. Next week, we'll be getting Kay Schiller data. And that's probably going to show San Francisco the first area 
to see negative year-over-year price growth. We haven't seen it yet. We have not seen that since, what, 2010, 2009 maybe? No area has seen year-over-year price um, depreciation. We could see it for the first time in San Francisco. Now, there's other things going on in San Francisco as well. Um, Homeless population (laughs) and some crime issues aren't helping matters, but you look at real estate prices in San Francisco, you can understand why they are having such a big output um, of people leaving. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful place. I mean, I've never been there, but I've seen pictures and it looks, and I know people that have visited there uh, or go there frequently and, and tell me it's, it's beautiful. But um, yeah, number one, number one place in the country. <laughs> and what's funny is San Francisco, the number one place they're going, Sacramento. So they're, they're staying in Cali. That is true. Now, some of the other places makes a little bit more sense that people are going to for places that are sun and fun because taking the number two spot, or excuse me, number three spot, New York with 17,600 net outflows, DC also 17,600 outflows. And then Chicago was actually fifth, but they were way, way, way down up 6,300 uh, and I should note that Los Angeles actually took the number two spot, 23,100 uh, net outflows. So it's kind of funny that you have San Francisco and Los Angeles as being the top two places where people are leaving. And then they're going to other sunny places that I guess maybe have less homeless and crime problems <laughs> and maybe cheaper Real estate may be the bigger indicator there. What is funny, though, is that despite Cali taking the top two spots, New York City was actually the top origin spot for four of the cities in Redfin's top 10 destinations list. So we were talking about where where people are moving. Four of the top 10, the people were most likely to come from New York. (laughs) <laughs> so it's it's kind of weird. But what we do know is places where real estate is expensive, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, which all have kind of all the same problems with crime and homelessness. Uh, you're seeing that's where people are leaving from. And it is interesting. Also looking at the data, while the South might not have always been the top destination because it was, it was other parts of, you know, um, California as well. Sacramento's top of the list of course you got other places like las vegas on there so you are seeing you know west place people are leaving parts of the west moving to other parts of the west and then some people are leaving from say chicago and going you know further you know they're they're going out to, to california it should be noted that zero southern states were in the top 10 for positive outflows which means that no no one's leaving the south <laughs> they might not all be coming to the south but no one's leaving the South and living in the South. I can definitely back that number up. Uh, of course, there is some more data here. And if you want to read it, it is in the companion newsletter and on the website markets and mortgages.com. Now it is Tuesday, which means Monday we got the Altos research weekly data looking at housing inventory. And here we are about three weeks in, cause this is, this is looking at, the prior week data. So we have three weeks of data to look at and we have not seen any real movement on inventory just yet. I mean, the big hope is 
we're going to see a big increase as we move into the spring buying season. And I can tell you that you've already started to see an uptick, at least here in southeastern North Carolina, um, just where I work, um, talking to loan officers. They're getting more phone calls. The people who maybe were you know, waiting for the holidays to end kind of took a break, a pause. They're now deciding they want to start looking for that home. And by, they like what's happening with rates. We've seen some good rate movement as we start 2023. The question is, is there going to be inventory to meet this new demand in the spring season? Or it could be starting maybe late, you know, winter, <laughs> early, early spring. And yet we haven't seen it. It has not happened. Available inventory of single family homes held at 472,000 last week, unchanged from the week prior. And just for the whole year, all three weeks, um, it's only up a thousand. So we started the year 47 or 4,700. <laughs> 471,000, and now we're at 472,000. Not exactly a huge pickup. Uh, prices, well, they've seen a little bit more movement, I guess. Uh, the median home price ticked up for the week to 410,000. That is up slightly from last week and is now up about 1% from the start of the year. So we've seen almost no movement in inventory and very little movement with regards to prices. Now, as I mentioned, supply and demand. Homeowners continue to hold. They're not selling, is what I mean by that. They're staying in their home as only 54,000 new single-family homes were listed last week. Or I should say, you know, these are existing homes that are, are being listed. However, that could change as demand picks up slightly with 249,000 single family homes under contract. Now that is down 31% from one year ago, but it is higher than the previous two weeks, which is giving some people hope that maybe we have seen the bottom. And if people, especially sellers or wannabe sellers, start hearing about activity once again, because for the longest, for the last two months, all we've been hearing about is how the housing market's dried up. And so people start hearing that there are buyers out there. They're starting to hear about homes going under contract and they start seeing a more normal or at least closer to normal housing market. People who are thinking about moving or thinking about selling for whatever reason might be enticed to list that home. Because the demand is increasing. I can tell you that. The demand is increasing. We saw that last week with mortgage demand jumping 28% week over week. The demand is increasing. Will the supply be there? That is the big question. Mike Simonson, CEO of Altos, said in the release that he still expects inventory to rise next month, but it depends a lot on seller attitudes, as I just mentioned, saying, quote, as of now, we still expect inventory to climb in February like normal years, but sellers are being stingy. So that forecast could change. And the one thing I like about Simonson and what he does at Altos is, you know, he he, he uses the, um, was it John Maynard Keynes? When the facts change, my opinion changes. What do you do, sir? Um, you know, he'll say, listen, this is what we think is going to happen. This is what the data looks like is going to happen. And then the next week, there'll be a change in the data. 
And then he'll say, okay, listen, here is the new um, projection because things have changed. He won't just stick to what the, oh, no, I, I made that prediction. That can't be wrong. I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. I'm going to stick to that. The data is wrong. It's like the Simpsons meme. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong here? No, the children are wrong. <laughs> the data is wrong. My prediction isn't wrong. Uh, he'll adjust. And so what he's saying here is, hey, listen, we're expecting inventory to climb like normal. But he is getting a sense that sellers might be a little hesitant, which could have a big impact on things moving forward. So we will keep an eye on that. Hopefully inventory increases because, like I said, the demand is increasing. It's there. If the homes aren't there, that's a problem. (laughs) That is definitely a problem. All right, before we go, uh, some funny stories, or one of them in particular uh, I recommend you taking a taking a um, look at uh, in the newsletter and, of course, on the website. So gas stoves have been in the news a lot recently. If you've been paying attention to this, uh, they've become like a political football uh, <laughs> for some weird reason. But there was an interesting piece over at the Wall Street Journal, and they talked to some realtors all across the country, and they said that a gas range may slightly boost a home's value especially if the stove's overhead exhaust vents. (laughs) So they're like, hey, listen, I don't know about this political stuff, but gas stoves move homes. (laughs) You should better make like a phrase out of that. Gas stove. No, you can't do it there. It's not going to rhyme perfectly. But uh, that's what they're saying. Gas stoves move homes. (laughs) If you have a gas gas stove, you may actually be able to charge a premium on the price of your home. And you can jump on the latest cultural war in politics and <laughs> Republicans are really big into gas stoves right now. So you might even be able to charge even more of a premium uh, and be like, and we have a gas stove because Republican, if there's Republican buyers out there, they probably want a house with a gas stove right now. So strike while the stove is hot. <laughs> so bad. Uh, see, I have not gotten better since I took that one. I didn't take like lessons on how not to do dad jokes or anything else embarrassing. Uh, and then real quick here, a new report from the National Bureau of Economic Research. They released a new study that says working from home is saving commuters around the world 72 minutes a day. And so if you do the math on that, assuming a 260 work day or 260 work days in a year, that's 13 days of saved time. And according to the study, the people who are taking advantage of this um, are splitting that between jobs, leisure. So they're, they're getting more work done, which is great for employers to hear uh, leisure and caregiving and link to the study here in on the website. And of course, in the companion newsletter markets, and mortgages.com. All right, we are officially done. You guys enjoy your Tuesday. We will be back. I promise. I won't take another month off. I'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. Do I still remember the the ending statement? Yes, I do. Of course I do. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. <laughs> <laughs>